Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Guys, welcome back. Tonight's topic, albums you love, but the critics can't freaking stand. What the hell's the matter with these critics? What's going on? We're going to figure it all out tonight. Plus, we're going to be talking about your picks of your favorite albums as well. Join us here live with the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. You're listening to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. All right, everybody, welcome back. You are with the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Tonight in the studio with us, we have the lovely and talented Miss Lily V6 from Rock Rage Radio. What's up? Actually, Ludini from Rock Rage Radio and Keith the Hawk Hawkins from Rock Rage Radio chiming in all the way from New Orleans. What's up, Keith? What's up? How's it going? It's going Got great. Some water there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll yep. talk about that in a minute. Real quick, let's do the let's get the podcast beeswax out of the way real quick. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is the website. Please go there, pick up some cool merchandise. Please share the podcast around. We're playing some cool indie bands lately. Uh, tonight we're going to play a band called Sova. And when you share the podcast around, it gets these guys a little bit of promo. Uh, it lets your friends know uh, about the cool bands. And um, it's fun talk. I mean, that's really what the what the program is all about. And uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. So feel free to share, hit that share button. If you want to get in on the sort of... Uh, behind the scenes stuff you want some exclusive music some exclusive video please join us at lulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle that's our inner circle group lulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle where you can get some exclusive music exclusive video and exclusive conversation with me and the lovely folks here all right guys here we go so we have a good topic tonight but first i think we need to talk about a few things it's been insanely <laughs> wet here in, um, like Bon Jovi says, slippery when wet. And not just the usual. No, I mean, yeah, like just crazy here with uh, with the weather. And um, today I was spent. I had a I had a flood here in the studio uh, over the weekend, and we've been cleaning up today and got a lot more to do. But um, we are here to uh, get it done. So I hope that wherever you are, you're okay. Did you guys get any water down there, Keith? Oh yeah, it rains all the time here. That's all it does. <laughs> It rains every day for at least a couple hours. Then it goes away, and the next day, it comes back again. Now like the neighbor kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you guys, don't, you don't have a basement. No, so, there's no, not a lot of basements in New Orleans. So you don't get, so, but do you get water in your house? No. Good. <laughs> Bless you. Not yet. It rained like a bitch today, and there was no water. There is a, now, but the beautiful thing is, I'm gonna start renting out kayaks and rafts and stuff. There's a lake outside. There's a lake outside. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start renting out boats and just little, you know, kayaks, whatever floats, you know, your boat. No <laughs> so intended. to speak. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting to see a freaking alligator out there. That's yeah. going to be the end of it. That'll oh, be yeah. your new pet. Uh, I'm not petting that thing. <laughs> um, well, wait a minute. Weren't you telling me that here in Washington, right here in Washington, PA, there was people were kayaking down Chestnut Street? Yep, right in front of the Denny's. Wow, are you serious? Wow, that's pretty. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's pretty great. There was uh, two of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I have never been, I have never seen, I mean, maybe whenever they had, what was that, what was that, was it, was it Hurricane Hugo or the, the one where all the shit got washed Katrina. out? Like, what, what, which one Katrina. was Katrina. Katrina. Ivan, maybe, where, because uh, there was tons of stuff around here. I had, we had gigs that night that were canceled. And Chartier's Creek was flowing oh up. Oh my God! It was it really was crazy. flowing up over top of that bridge there. You know where down where the uh, where the Walgreens all was. It was literally lapping up onto that bridge. That's how yep. how bad it was. So I haven't seen anything like that since then. I mean, you know, it, it, this was insane. Just like they had torrential downpours, like all day, every day for like three days straight. Yeah, right? It was disgusting. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I I can't. I don't crazy. like weather. I guess. <laughs> so I don't like snow. I don't like rain. Yeah, it was messed up. So, anyways, we made. I made it through the rain. Oh my God! And is, kept is my like point of view. Singing out. So, Barry Manilow. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the great metal songs of Barry Manilow tonight. So, he has them. appreciate you guys uh, joining in. Um. So, anyway, so, so, do you want to get into this, or what do you think? So, we're, we're going to be talking about. We're talking about albums that critics went. I was surprised. But I loved and you loved and Keith loved, you know. So do you got any personal ones you guys want to share before we kind of start putting a list together? Any ones you go like, oh, what the fuck? I really love that album. Well, there goes the, uh, I guess we have to put the explicit label on this one already. <laughs> already. And there yeah. It is. <laughs> so any personal ones? Uh, I didn't have any personal ones on here. I just had a list of ones I enjoy. You want me to just go? <laughs> well, uh, there's one that was like, this isn't that when I because we do research for this. We all we all search the internet and everything to come up with what we want to talk about. But th this is just a record that I absolutely love. I I'm not nuts about instrumental rock. To me, great instrumental music is jazz. You know, if you're John Coltrane or Miles Davis or Charlie Parker, those guys. You know, yeah. I want to listen to you play instrumentally, but I'm not real crazy about instrumental rock albums. So I am not real nuts about most of Steve Vai's catalog. However, I love the album Sex and Religion because he did it with a great singer, Devin Townsend, and that album has terrible reviews. Even like Guitar Player Magazine and stuff panned it as being like, oh, they're overplaying and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck do you expect? You've got... You've got Terry Bozio, T.M. Stevens, Devin Townsend, and Steve Vai. They're going to freaking play. So, anyways, that's like a, one of my like personal... I, that's like an album I, like, I played over and over and over. And I can't get anybody... Very few people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all like that other album that he did, The uh, Passion and Warfare. Everybody likes that album. Nobody likes Sex and Religion. But that's just like a... You got a personal one like that, Keith, that you really love that, you know, critics critics have always hated just one that you really dig yeah there's um there's several i'm doing research ones there's several you know legendary albums that Rolling Stone magazine you know of all people who just seem to bash everything they hate everything they, they bash, 
they bash something and then it's like years later like somebody else brings it back and gives it on the back and it's like no we didn't mean to do that oh we're just there's a lot of like yeah there's a lot of problems like that where they they do that and then next then years later they're like oh that all great it's like well you already said it's not well well you know here's what here's my thing with a lot of like these like um real like trendy sort of magazines and blogs and stuff like that is like they pick a lot of artists who in my opinion can't fucking play it's like if somebody somebody can actually play and sing they're like ruled out you know what i mean they they love bands like the ramones and velvet underground <laughs> and you know i mean like the ramones, the ramones are better than velvet underground but i mean the ramones still i mean those guys are just like you know i mean I, I played, you probably did too, Keith. Maybe you did too, Lily. I played in bands like that in the garage when I was just learning how to play guitar. That wasn't like ever music that like anybody was going to believe was, uh, you know, going to take seriously. Like you think that you were good. I mean, if you got up and played like that, you know, in a, in a club or something like that, you get booed off the freaking stage. Rolling Stones like, oh, the Ramones are the new, you know. You know, I mean, those guys, I mean, I respect the Sex Pistols. I respect punk rock and stuff like that, but it's not good. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, it's meant to be like less than three minutes long and quick and dirty. <laughs> and, and I don't have a problem with that. Right. But you can play. Here's a band that can play that plays punk rock. The Clash. Yeah, those guys can go. play their instruments. They have, they, they have, they could, they sing harmonies. They got all kind of cool stuff going on. You know, you can still be a good Elvis Costello. You can sing and play and be a great songwriter and everything and play punk rock, you know. But be good. <laughs> why do you? Why does it? Why do you have to suck? <laughs> you know. What, you know what David Lee Roth, David Lee Roth once said about Elvis Costello. He was like, critics love him; they look just like him. That's why. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when it comes to great quotes of all time, always great philosopher Diamond Dave. Roth. Diamond Dave, man. If Diamond Dave says it, man, you know it it's it, you know it must be true. Okay, so let's start talking about some of the albums that um, that the critics, some of these legendary albums that critics went. <laughs> but you and me and everybody else pretty much thought were pretty cool. So, why, Lily, why don't you chime in? Why don't you start? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm gonna go with Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, 1969. Um, so what I did was I kind of found some of the uh, critiques, I guess, and I wrote them down. Um, so what they said about this was Jimmy Page is a very limited producer and a writer of weak, unimaginative songs. Isn't didn't they also say they sound like Cream only worse or yes, something? Like that. They did say that too. Cream <laughs> is also on my list. Uh, that's what I, Lester Bang said that about Black Sabbath. Yeah, Lester Lester Bang. Yeah, did you ever see, you see the movie Almost Famous? Yes. There's a yeah. Will, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman play, plays Lester. Yeah, Bang. he does a great. He does a great that's Lester awesome. Bang. That's probably. I never met Lester Bangs, but I'm assuming that's pretty damn close to what he was like. Yeah, yeah, kind of very um, pretentious. <laughs> oh, man, rock it's, is so I, over, you know. Crit critics never liked any of the albums, so you could probably take the whole list. They the like a lot they of them. Got, they, they like Zeppelin Four more than any, probably any of them. Uh, yeah, fi well, Physical Graffiti is considered their masterpiece by by the, by the critics yeah, like well, it and it was a big commercial success and that is the record that like you know that kind of everybody can kind of agree on but i'm sorry the first four albums are great they you are. don't like them you're stupid i mean you're mr stupid 
Communication Breakdown. Come on. There's a lot of good songs on that Do one. Do you want to hear one? I hear do. One? Real quick. Those real quick. Great. Later albums are great, too. Enter the Outdoor Coda, Presence. Those are, they're underrated albums. There's songs on all those albums that are really, really legendary. I checked this out. Here's, cool. a, here's Nuclear Assault uh, doing... Uh, doing Good Times, Bad Times? Doing Good Times, Bad Times. Oh, perfect. Let's hear it. Let's hear it again. Going crazy in that cowbell. <laughs> All right, it's a little nuclear assault. Keeping it like the track, man. What was that? He's keeping the, the drummer's keeping it alive. Original track was. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, I, I like the aggressiveness of their uh, uh, version. But the, the, you know the executive producer on this is? It just flashed across the screen. Miles Copeland. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, it just flashed across the screen real quick. So things you didn't know, you can go to, uh, you can just, you guys can check it out. If you do a YouTube search on Nuclear Assault, or just search uh, Good Times, Bad Times, Metal Cover, and you, you'll, it, find it, it. you'll find it, you'll find it. But it's, it's a fun cover of, uh, of that song. But uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin 1, I mean, what do you think? I think that's a really good, I mean, Especially for a debut album. Right. I mean, like, it it's solid. very strong. Classic songs. Like, Good Times, yeah. Bad Times, Communication Breakdown, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Dave, I'm going to leave you. No, it's, 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 like I said, the rip of the first few albums was just kind of a, you know, doing blues rip off of true, but I mean, it just kicked on that. So, I mean, years later, they went on to about, you know, not crediting people and. Well, I mean, there's there's no doubt that Led Zeppelin evolved. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like they went through, they did a, they did. You know, the second album is an evolution. The third album is a kind of a little bit of departure with more acoustic type stuff on they it. They tried everything. Yeah, they and really then did. yeah, I, I mean, they did a lot of done a lot of different stuff. So I mean, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that their verse records sucked. Mm-mm. Just because you know, you know, they hadn't evolved yet. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Keith, what do you got, buddy? <clears throat> Okay, and the first going back uh, to Rolling Stone again, I put them as the uh, whipping boy this entire time. But um, Rolling Stone magazine's first issue ever, Dog, or Experience by Jimi Hendrix, and basically said that Jimi's message, he's a great guitar player, but Jimi's message is a drag, and it's not going to really, you know, mount anything for him. And then, they, like I said, again, the same magazine turns around and gives it five stars in 2004. So that's right. uh, one. Whoever was manning the, you know, ship at that point didn't like Hendrix for whatever, and or somebody else. You know what Hendrix? Is all right, like some stuff around town. They feel like dicks after that. <laughs> I don't know, so, man. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you got to put stuff into space and time. I mean, maybe at that in that era. Because you had Cream, you had all these bands, you had the Jeff Beck group, you had all these things kind of coming out at the same time. So maybe, maybe Rolling Stone was like, "Oh, this is just the kind of same old, same old." I mean, I don't know. I'm just grasping it, like what the sort of thought process might be 
you know uh, that was the, that was the, uh, that was the rip on uh, a lot of critics too on Zeppelin was back to, even back to them because they were getting hammered right with people not Rolling Stone but every magazine a lot of people would just say it's not the yard it's not that it's not the same as the Who but which, like you know, why do they have to compare it like that it's something so different it's just, people can't you know people can't do their own thing without getting torn apart well, for I, it, I so, think yeah. what happens too is like I think a couple of things happen is I, I I think one of the things that happened is is if a if if you get like twenty bands that come out that all sound like cream, okay, you know, I can understand where you could kind of compare Led Zeppelin to Cream. You could compare Jimi Hendrix Experience to Cream. I I could get that. I mean, it's you know it's heavy blues based rock. I I get that. Um, nope. And but they see the these guys did not have kind of the benefit of history, and to kind of see how this music really affected people um so you know they're kind of looking at it kind of one-dimensionally they, they can't you know hindsight's always 2020 and i i remember uh being in college uh in the, in the music department and um we, we were we had an argument about tom petty and one of the you know vocal majors there was like, oh my god, that guy's a terrible voice. You know, I can't believe you know that sucks. And you know, we were going. I was arguing arguing for Tom Petty, and a, a, one of the grad students chimed in and said something I thought was very pithy. And he said, "The only true judge is go, is time." That's true. And you look now at t somebody like Tom Petty, and he's considered like one of the great classic artists of all time whether you like his voice or not or whatever um you know it's come around and it's like and i think that's the same way with like led zeppelin as one of those bands that like arguably i mean in on some people's lists the greatest rock band of all time on a lot of people's lists yeah so um so but the but you got to understand also this band comes out that they're brand new they do this thing that sounds at first blush maybe like cream at first blush at a casual listen without really kind of paying too much attention to it. You know, it could be written off as something like that um, without putting too much thought into it. Who knows? And maybe the guy had was just was had, had a stick up his ass about blues based rock. <laughs> maybe just sick of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it could be anything. Um, which cream is the best. It never happened. Cream is what you cut out for a second. Would you say? I said, Cream is the best thing that ever happened. If, if Cream would have stayed together, Clapton, not that he didn't have a good career, but Cream Clapton is just, sorry, guitar players, he's playing shit. Man. <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that Clapton, in my opinion, that is my personal favorite music that he did. Um, and oh, that's there's, great. There's some other things along the way that he did. I like, I like the albums. Um, um, Behind the Sun and Journeyman, I like those two records. But he didn't. And then when Cream tried to get back together, it was too late. Did you ever oh, see that, yeah. that that reunion concert? It's embarrassing. We talked about that before. Yeah, it's just it's it just sad. Uh, the one the one, the Royal, one in the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, no. yeah. It's like please yeah, just stop. Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, but I mean, music criticism. I mean, anybody can get on and say they like this or they like that. They or anybody. They or they don't like this, or they can say that this sucks. They, you know, I mean, that's a great way to get readers. 
right? Just pick something that's really popular and talk about how bad it sucks. You're going to get all kind of people like, that's huge. That's, I wish I'd have thought of that. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think that there's, I think there's some shenanigans with the, with the whole like music critic thing. I'm sorry. I know that some people would you disagree bet. with that's, me on that, but. That's why, that's why I just, I'm smart, man. If I just don't clap and all the hate mail will just pour, pour in, we'll be storing. Yeah. You get I, a thousand I, hits already in an hour. Let, let the hate pour in. Yeah. I mean, it just, I, yeah, I, I know, but I mean, a lot of people absolutely freaking love him, but the most people that love him, love him from that era. That's when they were really introduced to him. And I think that they kind of just went along with whatever he did after that. But I, my personal opinion is like that fire he had in that cream era for those couple of years. I, I don't think he's equaled that in my opinion. I mean, his last album, no. his last album was called Old Socks. I'm like, what the fuck? Who calls her album Old Socks? Maybe he obviously, heard. obviously, his socks are maybe just as old as he is. So I don't know. <laughs> Somebody said to me, Old Socks stink. I'm like, well, there you are. Nelly. Yeah. Oh, God. What do you got? What do you got, Lily? Uh, speaking of cream, there is one uh, that I read some bad reviews on. Uh, Wheels of Fire from 1968. Uh, cream is good at a number of things. Unfortunately, songwriting and recording aren't among them. The lyrics are not much to speak of when they're talking about the song White Room. Wow. Sounds pretty harsh. For, uh, for, is that from Rolling Stone? That is from Rolling Stone, yes. <laughs> Dicks. Pure dicks. I mean, uh. Rolling Stone hates on everybody. <laughs> At first. Yeah. And then they take it back. Well, you know, what? No, no, no. That don't count. I know. That, don't, saying, that doesn't fly because, to do that. because you can't, like, stand, put your finger up, lick your finger, put it up in the air and see which way the wind's blowing and change your mind. <laughs> it's not this, That's you know, I mean, that. like, you know, you know, when you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Reed just says, is that your final fucking answer? That's your final fucking answer. You don't can't go back and say, "Oh, I meant to say that one that's going to give me a million dollars." No, no takesies, backsies. No, no takesies, backsies. <laughs> yeah, so fuck you, Rolling Stone. <laughs> I can't stand that magazine. I I used to love it just for like some of the uh, oh, covers, God. but that's about it. No, the covers were cool. And the good they did they had good photos and stuff like that. That's about but it. Oh, not, and the letters are Charles Manson. Yeah, and they think that they're they think that they're they think that they're some kind of political geniuses and stuff too, and they're not. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Nope. I actually used that magazine a lot. Uh huh. How? In the in the bathroom. <laughs> it's in the chitter when I run out. Of <laughs> I wipe my glasses for Katy Perry. <laughs> I mean, they don't like they don't like anybody good. They don't like Rush. I know you're not a huge Rush fan, Lily. I but, have a Rush one in here too. But I mean, they are. I mean, you gotta give the devil his due. I mean, Rush is a good band. I mean, what the fuck? The, oh, I what like is- I like Rush. Unfortunately, my ex-husband overplayed Rush, so I'm just not into it. Well, right let's now. find this motherfucker and kick his ass. He lives Keith. in Butler. You ready, Keith? Flying up. We're going to Butler tonight. <laughs> catch your next. Catch the red eye. Oh, man, I'm, I don't. I don't have time for that. Shit. Don't, Rush, had, you don't like Rush. Oh, he's remarried and everything, so it's fine. Yeah. So let's 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 move on. Okay. <laughs> Must we move on? Yes. All right, somebody pick. Oh, wait a minute! I didn't get to play you, you guys. Didn't get to play yet? Oh, check you're... this out. Hold on, here, check this out real quick because we were talking about uh, Hen- Jimmy Hendrox. Hendrox. Here's a here's a, here's a Lexington Lab band covering Manic Depression. Manic Depression, searching my soul. I- 
Times X cover that on a... Uh, yeah, they did, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I was allowed to play that one, so I found these guys practicing in their basement, um, you know, doing a cover of it. Uh, oh, God. I mean, YouTube and Facebook are so, like, such dicks, man. They don't understand... They don't understand promote music promotion. Anyway, I, I, I'm not gonna go there tonight. I, I you know, I, I could, <laughs> I'm gonna like these guys because I. This is cool. Uh, Lexington Lab Band. Um, you can find them on YouTube. Their cover manic depression. It's a cute. It's a cool little video, huh? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they have this cool little studio set up, and they sound good. They they're executing it very well. It makes I mean, me want to hang out with them. Yeah, there's some guys jamming on some Jimi Hendrox. So, all right. So, anyway, so we talked about Korean. We talked about Hendrox. What are we talking about now, Keith? Well, the one I have, I'll stick with a Korean album, a comparison. The one I read it from Lester Bang was he didn't like the first Black Sabbath album. Mm. And he also went on to say that if grain cells were a grain of sand, you could fill the Grand Canyon by listening to that one. Whoa, Lester. Is and he also they step all over their musical perimeters, and they're actually they actually sound like cream, but they're worse. So he had a lot of love for those bands. He was a grouchy man. <laughs> Lester Bangs himself, the rock journalist of all time, the enemy as they were called. That's an almost famous reference. That's like the Cancer Bats covering uh, NIB. So we'll let that stew in the background. Um, look, granted, their their first album. I mean, it's got NIB on it, and, and you know, it's a, it's a cool album. It no, it didn't. It's not like their greatest album ever. It's still good. But it's still good, and they this is heavy metal coming on to the freaking scene. But that's what the thing. Nobody knew how to take that record, so they were completely. Lester Bang probably sat there with all freaking pop surf and shit. He was all stunned and basically just listened to what it. Didn't get it. Nobody got it, and it must be legendary. It started a whole new form of music that, you know, would punch you in the face. So, Sabbath, they are, are the godfathers of heavy metal, which a lot of people do think they are. Their first album, well, their best album, but at the same time, Lester Bang just didn't get it. Lester, a little thumbs down for that. What people don't understand, I think, and and I think I think this is the sort of uh, social media version of of criticism. People think, you know, what when you hear the words, when somebody says criticism, almost everybody has like a negative, negative. kind of kind of connotation. But that, that isn't really what criticism really is because one of the things I did a lot of in college was literary criticism. And, and music criticism should be more like, you want to think more like what literary criticism is. And what literary criticism is, is kind of like a deconstructing of the story or the novel. Not like, is it good or bad? Not is it like uh, overdone and so tired and so yesterday and you know 
That's not what criticism is. Does it suck or it doesn't? No. Criticism, what, what criticism should, should do is help people put music in context of the socioeconomic sort of situation, the... The, you know, the sexual politics of what the music is all about because see it doesn't matter you could say well you know we're a Christian band we don't have sexual yes you do I mean you're a human being so all of these things are factoring in to what's going on with your music and the critic should be kind of like deconstructing what's going on and kind of giving the like the audience the music fan like a little bigger picture of what the music is really about it they should not be telling you this sucks that's not really it's then you're just writing movie reviews <laughs> you know what I mean then you're just like you know what I mean if you want to say that it's that's fine you can do that it's totally cool but that's not what real criticism is criticism is like a sort of a deconstruction of what's going on with the music putting it in time and space talking about the sort of like finer points of it trying to kind of make sense out of it not telling people this is a piece of shit, you shouldn't listen to it. Um, that, that's I don't take criticism. I mean, that's just people take criticism different ways. Some people take it personal. I don't take criticism that way. Oh, hey, you might want to put that thing away or hey, look better than a third. That's just the way it was, man. Well, um, right, and I understand that, but that's really not what literate, what music criticism is supposed, sh- to, supposed to be. Telling, that's more of a review. It's one thing to give a review and say, okay, it sounds like this, and if you like Cream, you'll like Led Zeppelin. I personally, and then you could, if you want to say, well, I personally don't dig this, you know. But these blanket statements, I think, are intentionally inflammatory just to get readers, just to get people to pick up the magazine and buy it. Nowadays, it's just to get people to argue with you on social media. You know, I mean, it's, and I think there's, I, like I said, I call shenanigans on, lot, on a lot of what most people are trying to say is music criticism today. Just like what like a lot of people are trying to call uh, film criticism. They don't, most people don't understand what that is either. You know, they think, you know, well, I saw the movie and I liked it, so it was good. I saw the movie and I didn't like it. It sucked. Well, that's not <laughs> film criticism. That's like a very kind of like very surface kind of review of what you experience. Um, so I tell you what we're going to do, we're going to come back in a little bit, but to, let's go ahead. Can you pop, can you share that link? Yep. Lily? Um, this is a band that, um, I found because of rock rage radio and there's, I'm going to play the track indecision. This is a band called Sova and you can go to sovasound.com and check them out. We're going to take a little break here and rock out to this. This is the track called indecision Sova on the Ludini hard rock and metal circus
Sova Indecision from Sunsplash. Uh, you can go to sovasound.com. That's the uh, boys' website there. And I want to thank Jim for uh, the, the cool interaction we had this week on uh, Facebook. Uh, it's always great to hook up with uh, guys that are playing great rock. And um, so sovasound.com is the website, the band Sova. And you can go check them out there. They've got a great, you can just stream the tracks right there and rock out to them so hope we did we hope we did you well jim all right buddy okay so uh you're listening to ludini rock and roll circus our website is ludini rock and roll circus.com you're in a singing kind of mood i'm in a singing kind of mood at least i'm not singing barry manlow and uh, so LudiniRockWorldCircus.com, you want to get some behind-the-scenes stuff, you want some exclusive video, exclusive music, exclusive interactions, go to LouLombardiMusic.com backslash Inner Circle. Um, we are talking about albums, like we're getting about 10 of them, I think, that were, the critics said, but fans said, we freaking love these records, are you out of your mind? Um, real quick, uh, on our Facebook post this week, I want to give a shout out. To some of the folks that chimed in, uh, Jason Pinkney said Aerosmith Nine Lives. I just have to interject with that. They did not have bad reviews, Jason. Sorry, I looked. <laughs> um, uh, Brian, uh, I wrote uh, the Sex and Religion by Steve Vai. Brian Urso and Mark J. Amen to me on it. Thank you. Um, Mark J. mentioned a Dream Theater album, and the pick. I'm sorry, Mark is so small. I can't see what the see, album see what the album title is, um, but uh, he also really? 
Yeah, he also mentioned and justice for all and load. What do you think of load by Metallica? Keith. I don't. You don't like it? <laughs> he doesn't. That's that's an awful that's an awful record. I thought that was a joke when I first came to the <laughs> but, but uh I like Injustice for All. Injustice was a cool album. It had some like uh couldn't hear the bass guitar on it, but I mean I don't think there was one, but um just Load is just like it did and I guess when it's we're saying in the latter stages of their career, because I don't know how long they're gonna be going, so I mean it's they could go for another ten years for all I know. But there's a couple albums here you know we'll say as of late it was say career that are Awful, just not good. Well, if you it's not as bad as as saying anger, (laughs) that thing thing just just sucks out loud. There's no way in hell you put that out and think that sounds good. I mean, what are you smoked up on at that point? But they probably, what are you smoked on? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I I, I when when I wrote the notes for to the show, when I wrote the blog post, I said, you know, please let us know any albums that you love that critics hated, even if. You love Saint Anger. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we don't judge, but you suck if you like that. No, um, you like, like what you like, and that's okay. That's all right. You, that's what makes the world go round. There's no accounting so. for certain people's tastes. Uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy, Mank, Billy Mank chimed in with a record that I do not know. Uh, Klaatu, 1973. I don't know Klaatu. Nor do I. Um, John Stitchin says he loves that album too. Mark, uh, oh, I had posted a picture of High Voltage. You guys want to talk about that next? And um, Mark um, uh, Glinka said, critics panned High Voltage? They sure did. They sure as hell did, Mark. And Lily V6 is here to tell you all about it. Oh, yay. High Voltage. (laughs) 1976. Those concerned with the future of hard rock may take solace in knowing that with the release of their first U.S. album by these Australian gross-out champions... The genre has unquestionably hit an all-time low. Ah, Things can only that. get better, I hope. Meanwhile, there are some great songs on that album. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So, yeah. That was kind of harsh. TNT? That's kind of harsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's just wrong. <laughs> Completely. There's that. Wait a minute. Hold a second. I got a cool version of TNT. We could crank up for a second. Let me get it. Uh, uh, nope. No. It's no. There we are. Uh, this is some band we're gonna try. I don't know who it's gonna be, but whoa. And uh, here we go. You don't. Black hats. Black hats with a Z. That is per- one of my personal favorite ACDC songs. Maybe we should do a podcast on the top 10 ACDC songs. I'm like totally cool with that. You know, th- I heard, you know, uh, if you guys have Spotify, what what Spotify does is each week they have you, they give you a Discover Weekly and they pick songs based on the songs that you search and listen to right. and what they think you might like. 
And they put together a little playlist where it runs about an hour or so. And one of the songs that came up today when I put it on was the ACDC song that I had for, totally forgotten about from the, from like the early 90s called Big Gun. Do you guys remember I Big Gun? Do you remember Big Gun by ACDC? Big Gun. Oh, that's a cool yeah. riff, dude. Well, I lost interest in ACDC after by probably, probably mid-80s, man. Mid-80s. I just didn't yeah, yeah. really... It seemed like they were putting out... I mean, they're legendary, and I like them. I do them on back. So let's do those off right there. But You just prefer... It's one of the... It's one of those. It's one of those bands that just kind of like they start to regurgitate their own music, man. It's just well, like hell yeah. Do you want? You don't want to hear That's ACDC do like yeah. a, like a. You want to hear them do like a techno album? I swear to God, I, was I mean, if they, say, if, they would, if they break out synthesizers or something, like I'm going to be totally done with them. Like, but I listen no, to AC. I want. I, I, I want my ACDC to be the three chords, four on the floor, syncopated guitars, and I don't give a shit. He don't give a shit. Essentially, ACDC has done the same album since high, over and over since Highway to Hell. Essentially, they they changed singers, but pretty, pretty much yeah, it. that's you know, what I'm getting at. And I just you know it was just trying to say that I think Back in Black, Highway to Hell, for those about to rock, I really like those records. I think those are their. You know, um, I think after that, I know they had really big success with the one with that. What that was the one with Thunderstruck on it? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be, but it starts to get to the point where it's like I can't one from the other. It's like listening to Wild Fader bad too, because every goddamn. It's like listening to Rush. I know. Um, you wish. I'm kidding. What are you drinking? That's a big drink you have. Beer. <laughs> what kind of beer? I'm drinking beer. beer. What kind? What kind of beer? Coors Light. <laughs> You're what? not drinking. A real- Huh? You're not drinking Coors fucking light. No, you're not. Yeah. Oh, that's all I. Why do you even have Literally, that? I, I drank that. I drank the goddamn place <laughs> That's all that's left in New Orleans now. Keith has drank everything in New Orleans. Hawkins House that's is it. dry. That's it. It's it. So there's no. But other... I tried the other day. Like a little bit of Dixie. Dixie's a good beer. Dixie. What? <laughs> you, like P- you like PBR, like cheap end kind of beer. That's kind of like. Uh... It tastes a little. Tastes tastes a little dirty. Band beer. I can't do band beer. Oh man, I tell you what, I um you what I you, is it just me? Or like in movies and T V shows, when they when somebody walks into a bar and the guys and the bartender asks them what they want to drink. They say a beer. They just say a beer yeah. or a whiskey. You don't that's not how you order in a bar. Give me a beer. You don't say that. You say, I want a Coors Light. I want a Corona. I want a Yingling. Unless, of course, you're I want a Sam and you Adam. walk into a bar that you go into all the time and you just order it. Right. And but that's, I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, like. <sighs> like Hofbra down the road knows what I drink now. <laughs> Hofbra. Oh, uh, you're hanging <laughs> Hofbra now. Sometimes. I can walk there. Mm-hmm. So can I. I, I used to get it up. Oh, that's back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we should have Hofbra night. It's skeevy. I do. I like it there. I don't care. The rape bathroom in the back. You know. The what with, bathroom? The rape bathroom back in the back corner. Oh, my God. So why is it a rape bathroom? Because it's there's a dark corner where the girls have to go to go pee. <laughs> they have to pee in a dark corner? It, they do. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> nah. Their, oh, pizza, yeah. their pizza's good, though. I heard that they've got good wings. 
haven't been in that place in 20 some years. Probably for the damn same. <laughs> you can't smoke in there. Still rolling. I um, it, we, it was funny because not long we had just moved here, and um, so I said, you know, I told Stu, I'm like, there's a place that there's a bar real close by, a neighborhood bar we can walk to. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool. So we walked down there, and it was all good. But on the way back, man, he was dying. Well, that hill sucks. He was dying because he's he's a heavy smoker, man, and he was just not having it. If I'm pretty drunk though, I I don't care. It doesn't even bother me. I'm just like I'll make it home eventually. <laughs> All right, so so we're talking about stuff that like the audience has no clue. Are, are we have any comments? Uh, we've got a lot of comments. Let's you know we should probably know. We appreciate everybody's watching. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> we've been kind of wrapped up in our own little world uh, here. Lou is collecting you all. Uh, it's nothing like super super relevant, but more cowbell by Billy Mank. Uh, Jason Pinkney corrected you. It's old sock. It's an English term. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf, too many people are like sheep. They just follow what someone else says. Billy Mank, cr- critical listening is what we all should be I doing. I don't care. Old sock, old socks, old underwear. Old penis. Come on, okay, come on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I had tidy whities I don't wear them anywhere, anymore because they're now they're baggy brownies, all right? Oh, so you're going to call your album God. baggy brownie? No, you're not. Come on, Eric Clapton. You know, get back to playing real freaking music. Jesus. Glenn Hughes, oh, 78 years old, rock, puts most young rockers to shame. Can sing like a mofo, scream it out there, plays with the best. And Eric Clapton's like, I have to wear gloves now on my hands because I'm old. He's fragile. Chris Thunderwolf, not much was good from them, Metallica, after Justice for All. And Mary Wall says, hi, guys. Mary, Mary, armpits, Harry. Mm, I don't know, maybe. I don't know the rules. Do, uh... I would be the first one to defend. Sorry, man. People can not know it's not I don't offer some people. That took a lot of balls to make that record. The Black Album. No. Yeah. And they laugh their ass off all the way to the freaking bank. Trust me. It <laughs> takes a lot of balls to make folks pretty much go and do a record and say, you know what? We're going to make a bunch of songs that are radio-friendly and are not nine minutes long and have 25 guitar solos in them. They're still good. they still got a hook. All produced. It sounds big. You know what I mean? Do simple chords, like, you know, simple riffs. Like, Henry Sam. Man, that took a lot of balls. I appreciate that then from them. I mean, because they've already made their mark on metal. They could do whatever they wanted at this point. So you might get diehard metal people don't like it, but that's Like I said, I don't want to hear the same album over and over again. It's ridiculous. Well, um... My take on that record is that I think they kind of brought metal to the masses. Yes. You know, I mean, because it was so huge. They had big videos on MTV. I mean, they did, I mean, as, as great of a band as Iron Maiden and Judas Priest are, they kind of did what those guys couldn't quite do. Um, you know, those guys, they kind of poked through. People knew who they were. They had a few hits. But Metallica became, they dominated. They dominated the radio. They were selling out stadiums, and they were metal. And yes, they did this hard rock album. They did this hard rock thing. But they still played all their metal stuff, and it got people that didn't know what metal was to give a listen to it. And they converted a whole bunch of new fans. So, smart. what do you think about it? (laughs) Really? I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan of Metallica. I'm You're sorry. not a Metallica fan, like, no. at all. 
I mean, a couple songs here and there. Why but don't I mean, you like Metallica? Because I prefer Iron Maiden. <laughs> okay. I just, yeah, it's a I different style. They have a different. Yeah. They have a different style. I don't know, and I just think they're crybabies. I just think Metallica are crybabies. <laughs> not that their songs are bad, because they're not. I just don't like. I just. I. I don't care to listen to them. So. Do you guys? And I don't know if we're gonna get in trouble for doing this. Do you guys want to hear? Um. Do you guys want to hear this? Just this just so this, happened. This whole thing is just this like just wow to me. This just <laughs> happened. Nickelback did, does a co- put out a cover of "Sad But True." They only do like half the song. They don't do the whole song, no. But it's it's they sound good. Check it out, dude. I've heard it. Good, roll it. For a band that that is supposedly everybody hates, there's a lot of freaking people in this audience, and they're having a good time. And they're time. rocking the fuck out. Like, I mean, you uh, can say whatever you want, man. Like, I don't get into like whole Nickelback thing, but like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. You're not saying. You're just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So anyway, so so let's go. So we've been. I don't even know what the last record. What was the last record we talked about? Uh, high voltage. High voltage. All right. So let's this next record. Who who was who did high voltage? Lily did high voltage. What do you got there, Hawkster? Um, I'm actually gonna go. This one's really. This is not even a critic that said this, but it's kind of a critic in his own mind because I just can't believe he would actually say this. But it's true. Keith Richards' dog, Sergeant. He said it was rubbish. He said it was awful. He also thought several other Beatles out. I don't know if it's like jealousy thing or something, but. Yeah, the Stones are great. Are take what is I don't even like. I think it's funny people would go actually out and say. I've read an interview within the last few months about Stuart Copeland. So I mean, there's, there's things that just surprise you that people say, but other bands. Keith Richards called Sergeant Pepper's rubbish. So that you know, well, he's really right for a match. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Kn- I would imagine there was a big rivalry between the Stones and the Beatles, like huge. I'm sure, huge. So that doesn't completely surprise me. I like the term rubbish, though. Rubbish. It's total rubbish. <laughs> I not have it in my house. Oh my god. <laughs> I not have you running in and out like it's a public fucking convenience. You know, Keith, we need to. We should talk about. We should have a film festival and watch. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, and snatch back to back. I'm just saying. Oh, I've seen both of those. Magic. Now you want to you want like a guy Ritchie trip or whatever. I used to have those movies on DVD, and I loaned them to somebody, and that's why you never loan your DVD. So I got I got well, No, it's just an excuse to get them on Blu-ray now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd, but, I'd rather watch them. I'd rather watch the Martin McDonough back to back if I had to. I know I like those two movies. I thought like I don't think Guy I don't think everything Guy Ritchie did was great, but I I like those two movies. I thought they were fun. I'm surprised yeah. I've actually seen them. 
I don't think I've ever seen the. the I don't. I've never, I've never seen both movies all the way through, or I, I don't remember. The, uh, on the uh, on the DVD for for Snatch, there's an option to turn on subtitles whenever Brad Pitt speaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking awesome. But that's such a great. Anyway, so we digress. But uh, so, um, yeah. So Nickelback does Metallica, and I Keith, am going to the Metallica show. By the way, Keith Richards hates Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and Lily is going to see Metallica, even though she hates Metallica. Well, it's, are you going to stand in the front row like this the whole time? I might. Fuck you, Metallica. Hey, it's free. I'm going to go. <laughs> Look. You ain't no Motley Crue. That's all I'm saying. That's nothing to do with it. I dare you to go in the front and yell out, Lars, can you paradiddle? Just keep asking them over and over again. Lars, can you paradiddle? Lars, can you paradiddle? Don't stop saying until they throw you up. I would do that. I paradiddled. I paradiddled while we were listening to that last song. Right here. I would do that. I don't care. I don't know where my seats are, though. That's why I can't wear tidy whities anymore. Those are baggy brownies. <laughs> I hate both of you. That's gonna be the next. That's gonna be our next album project. Dude. The ba- where are they gonna be the baggy brownies? I hate you guys so much. Hurt my face. That's a mess up. You're the baggy brownies. But you remembered it. That's this podcast has gone off the road. We gotta hurry up. We got two minutes. We have six choices. No, I know we have two <laughs> minutes because we only get an hour. Okay, I need to say this real quick. Um, we only get an hour on Rock Rage Radio. Okay, so we're on. Sun- if you're listening to this on Rock Rage Radio, it's Sunday. It's almost one o'clock. And so you, thank you so much for hanging out and listening. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, but you're not going to get to hear all the good stuff. So this is why you have to go to the website and download the podcast because there's like so much more that's going to happen that you're not going to get to hear. So if you want to know more about baggy brownies and <laughs> assorted conversations, then you need to go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com and get the get the actual download the podcast because we're just out of control. But we really want to thank John Coons and Gigi for for having us as part of the Rock Rage family. We love this this Sunday afternoon spot. Awesome. That's right after spot. church, you're driving home. Put on the Lentini Rock and Roll. So you rock can and talk circus. about baggy brownies. <laughs> and next week. Dude, you know, it's Tuesday, right? So, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate those of you who are listening on Rock Rage Radio. Now we're now back to our regular schedule program. Keith, yes, it is Tuesday right now. But we are on the website now. We're on the Rock Rage Radio website, and we are part of the regular radio. So Rotation. Yes, yeah, so when people are listening to their Rock Rage Radio feed, we come on Sundays. It's like, I don't know, whoever comes on Sundays on DVE or whatever. So that's what we get. That's our spot. That's uh, cool. Now that you compare it to DVE, that's cool. But... <laughs> I just was trying Sorry, to... I was trying to say something. We'll be, we'll be spending the entire Donnie Irish and Clark self in the entire <laughs> Next week, You'll we'll be, be discussing... All in, all next, right. week, next week's topic is Donnie Irish versus the Clarks. Go. I'm not coming on that show. <laughs> I won't be, really I'll won't. take Donnie any day. He's going to be king of the first. He's King Cole. He's King Cole. I drank with him once. They, he's got a show coming up. He's got a, you can, he we, drained the point... <laughs> 
same person by looking at it. <laughs> he would just walk across it if not. Right. The only walks across the water. Oh God! So, anyways, it's out of control. If you're if you are listening uh, on the Rock Rage Radio nationwide feed, <laughs> Donnie Iris is probably Pittsburgh's like most famous rock export. And uh, so, every once in a while, if you watch VH1 Classic, they do play the Aliyah video. Yeah. So that that's who Donnie Iris is. So send us a message if you know who Donnie Iris is. We love we're huge Donnie fans. You can't be <laughs> at, in Pittsburgh and not love Donnie. If you don't know who Donnie Iris is, the hell with you. Go straight no, to hell. Check them out. If you don't like Donnie Iris, you can just drink his water for the rest of the week. <laughs> you don't dentist. like Donnie Iris. Put a booger in your blennies and your gumbo sandwich. Oh my god. <laughs> hey Keith, you want right. to hey Keith, you want to do that, dude? Keith. I went down to Isley's. I went down to Isley's and I got a, a chip in? I got no, I got a pound of chip chop and a loaf of tan talk. And I had a great, great dinner tonight. It was awesome. And I listened to some Tony Harris and then I listened to some Skyliners after that, just to give it out. Then after that, you should have got Change out the couch and that, and got some mantini bread because after that, that, that so you got some mantini that's made in the bird. Help. You know the whole town's talking. Help uh, me. All right, guys, if we burn, yeah, okay. And yeah, we're almost done with Rock Rage Radio. There, we're probably this is our second week and our last <laughs> week, so thank you for being <laughs> on. Nice out. knowing everyone. Nice knowing everybody. So. Anyways, guys, um, so what do we got? Let's, let's let's see if we can get a few more in here because we're just having so much fun. I'm going to run out of computer memory. <laughs> oh, my God. You want me to do another one? Do it. Van Halen 2. This <laughs> The second album is as imaginative as the title. Ah. After almost one careful listening, I'm utterly convinced that the members of Van Halen must have been up half the night creating it. What an effort. Which is true. They were they did they wrote it in like six days or something, but it's <laughs> kind of accurate. I just have one word to say. I got three words to say about Van Halen too. Eddie Van Halen. Not Eddie Van fucking Halen. That's four words. I know, but I'm trying to. I mean, we really, really who 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 said that? Nobody. <laughs> I no, said no, it. No, no, no. Who said? Who gave the review? Oh, I didn't. It's Rolling Stone. All the bad re- reviews are Rolling Stone. Really? I mean, like, come on. Van Halen, are you kidding me? That's like... What's your favorite a- song off of Van Halen 2, Keith? Van Halen 2? Yeah. What's the best track? Isn't there a bunch of covers on that one? Well, they, did, cover, they did covers all the time. That was one of their things. I like Dance the Night Away. I think that is... One that's of my one. personal favorite Van Halen songs of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, maybe I'll agree on it. I'll find another one that doesn't. I can't <laughs> place that album. Um. Well, there's some cool stuff on there. Beautiful girls. That's a good Beautiful one. girls. Oh, yeah. And there's great harmonies. I, mean, I like Fair Warning, man. I, I thought Fair Warning was a good. Somebody get me a doctor. Somebody that's get that's, me that's, a that's, shot. Yeah, that's killing. Dance night away. That's you know, and that cover of uh, "You're No Good" is kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. All right. No damn good. So, so uh, what do you got, Keithster? All right, this one here is not so uh, very rock and roll because this I'm going to read this 
little comment from uh from I think the LA Times or something. But when in 1977, Billy Dan released Asia, which I think is a masterpiece record. I'm sorry, that's just that's a masterpiece record. You but in '77, punk was really big. And punk was you, know, you got the whole you know raunchy rock and roll thing. And actually, somebody said that Asia will continue to fuel the amusement by rock purists that Billy Dan is soulless. And it by its solace by its calculated nature, and is antithetical to what rock should be. So, I mean, it took you a while to like write, that, but that, the guy was completely saying that Billy Dan is not rock and roll, punk is, and he was like, but well, well, that was, and and yeah, again, time goes by, and these records yeah. become really, you know, important to people. And a lot of those punk albums that they were like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. This is going to change the world. Nobody can even remember. Um, but here's the track list on, there's only seven tracks on Asia. And I'm just going to run them down real quick. Uh, Black Cow, Asia, Deacon Blues, which is, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Ooh. Peg, <laughs> I said Peg. Uh, Home at Last, I Got the News, and Josie. So, you know, it's a great album. Amazing music. Who's, who's on that record, uh, Keith? Do you, you remember? The, who's not on that record? Wait a minute. I can I can pull up the personnel. As, as, as drummers go, you got uh, Steve Gadd on the title track. You got Bernard Purdy. Rick Murata's on the track, Purdy. I think. Uh, He's Ralph Purdy. There's a lot of master players on that. Well, let me just run it down. I'm going to run it down for you. I'm going to tell you who's on the record. Victor Feldman... Uh, Joe Sample on keyboards, Paul Griffin, Michael O'Mardian, who went on to be like a really uh, Grammy award-winning producer, uh, Don Grolnick, uh, Larry Carlton and Lee Rittenauer, two of the Dean Parks, Steve Kahn, Denny Diaz, like Jay Graydon. It's a huge who's who of studio musicians from that era, by the way. Uh, Paul Rain, Chuck Rainey, excuse me, Chuck Rainey on bass, Paul Humphrey, Steve yeah. Gadd, Bernard Purdy. Rick Morata, Ed Green, all on drums, and Jim Keltner thrown in for good fucking measure. Uh, uh, Tom Scott fr uh, from the LA Express, Wayne Shorter. Oh my God, this is like Jim Horn, Bill Perkins, uh, Jackie Kelso, Chuck Finley, uh, whole Michael. Here's check. Here's the background vocals, guys. Here's the background vocals. Oh Michael God. McDonald, Timothy B. Schmidt, Shirley Matthews. I mean, these are like legends. Uh, 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 it's like the a rock and roll fantasy team. Who's drafting who there? <laughs> now, we got the first round pick. That's oh, and I like. forgot to mention Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. Yeah, you know they're kind of important too. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying about uh, a lot of the. But that was like punk was punk like was you know ripping it up. So. Well, I mean, and that's what I think. It, my my sort of issue with with this sort of. It's sort of like kind of nose in the air critics is like if you can play and sing it's like automatically you suck they don't want to hear yeah, it they don't want to hear none of that you, you know they want to hear and i get it you know they want to hear that i get i understand the street edginess of punk and like a lot of like gangster rap and all of that i mean i get edm i mean i get like where that where they're coming from with that but you shouldn't just throw something out just because guys can actually play. 
This is true. So, anyway, so we talked about Asia now from uh, Steely Dan. What, how many are we up to, Lily V6? Since you have, since you have six in your name, seven. You're, you're responsible for counting. Really? Eight. eight. Wait, we're up to eight. eight. I thought we were. Okay, so what do you got, girl? Okay. Um. 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 I had another one. Okay, well, there was a bad review on Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast, and I only added it in there because it's Iron Maiden. Um, the Number of the Beast blusters along, aimlessly proving again that bad music is hell. And that's for, yeah, Number of the Beast. I said that, 1982. Sorry. Is that Rolling Stone? Yes. <laughs> no taste. They have terrible taste. I was mad about that one. Rolling Stone, you have terrible taste in music. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They really don't. Um. So, uh, number of the beast. What I mean, what can you say about that? That's an, that's brilliant. I we don't need to say anything. What do you got, Hawk? That's number nine. Um, let me go to one around here. 1997. This was the dud of the month, I think. In Rolling magazine, was OK Computer by Radiohead, which got the most influential band of the last 25 years, man. I mean, it's, they've done great amount wait of music. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Rolling Stone magazine didn't like OK Computer. They did not. What? They said they that said, should be uh, right I, up their I, I, alley. I, I, should, that should be right up their alley. Like you know, it's trippy it and was weird. Called, it was yeah, it was called the Butterfly in 1997 when it came out, and they said their idea of soul was listening to Bono, which makes them more ridiculous than they already are. That's what it they didn't like Kid A either. So. They just didn't like Radiohead. Just, and it's not my my favorite Radiohead album, but I like that album. I, I mean, all I, it's I mean, Radiohead isn't like I get I get it. And I think they're a good band. They don't com- resonate with me as much, but I get them, and I, I do think that they're cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what, though. no Counting Crows. I'll tell you that much. I, but but what I'm so, what I'm okay. trying to say is, what, I'm not going there. Give me a second. What I'm saying is like. Almost everybody acknowledges what an important band, even a hardcore rocker like me, acknowledges what an important band Radiohead is. You mean Rolling Stone? See, this is why Rolling Stone, in my opinion, needs to just, they need to stop. Because they're completely, they can't even get Radiohead right. And that's like, that should be right up your alley. You would think. I don't know if they involved every Radiohead, they thought that one, which I was very good record. I mean, but Radiohead has about, you know, umpteen records after that. I don't know. If, I've never read every review, but that was one that stuck out to me to be like, okay, that was a pretty good you know, and shit all over but it. It's considered like, like good. you know, saying that you're ridiculous and to Bono. I mean, it's not, I listen to Bono. I have several. More than one. My ridiculous. Uh, okay, so we, we, got to t- we got to 10, but nobody mentioned I'm not going to mention that. If nobody you're mentioned. That one nobody right there. mentioned. Never mind. Never mind. Got panned when it when it came out. Yep. In Rolling Stone magazine. Yep. Ain't that something? Yeah, I heard that. Bro got smashed too, but I am kind of surprised though that they did. It seems like a Rolling Stone okay. sort of thing. Check it out. This is a. Um, we're now. No, we're not going to listen to, to a uh, ad for White Boy Rick. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, this is uh, Frog Leap Studios. Oh, you, you're oh, on I, I, my eyes. You click, you click. <laughs> I'm so you dumb. the wrong thing. <laughs> is that Nirvana's version? This is a Frog Leap Studios. Um, these guys are a... Uh, I guess they promote the recording studio by... Come. 
doing these covers. So check it out. All the way from Norway, eh? Uh, <laughs> Leo and Stein Moraccioli <laughs> from Norway, uh, Frog Leap Studios. Um, I just want to give these guys a shout out. I'm a huge fan of their YouTube channel. They have a great YouTube channel, and they do metal versions of like anything. They do they do a metal version of Salt of Swing. What? I'm just saying. Really? Like, you know, and some of them kind of work and some of them don't, but they're great musicians and um, they, they cover all, it's just the two of them, they cover all the instruments themselves. And if you're in Norway and you're looking for somebody to produce your record and your rock, you might want to check them out. <laughs> I might think about that. But never mind, we'll do this as an honorable mention, was panned uh, by, by, by Rolling Stone when it first hit. So, okay, so what's our list, Lil? Lil, Lil, what's our list, Lil? We have. Lil, get my pistol. Wow. <laughs> we have Led Zeppelin. And your children look like fucking Bigfoots, Lil. <laughs> you good? Let me good, good, Lil. I'm gonna fuck you guys up. You jump up out of the boat, says Umagumu. What the fuck is Umagumu, Lil? Anyway, we have Led Zeppelin's, Led Zeppelin, Sergeant Pepper's. OK Computer, Van Halen 2, Nevermind, Steely Dan, Asia, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, Black Sabbath, Are You Experienced, Jimi Hendrix, ACDC High Voltage, and Cream Wheels of Fire. And boom goes the dynamite. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Those he are 10 actually. plus 1 honorable mention. There's too many to name, but... I have a couple more, but that's that couple, was just extras. A couple morbid, morbid. A couple morbid. Yes. We have any comments on our? Uh, we have no more comments. Everybody asked if we were going on to our uh, other. I guess people are like, "Shut up! We're ready to go get yeah, they, private with you guys." Yeah, they're sleepy now. They want to hear all the dirty stuff. All right, so we're gonna go tell some dirty jokes on our uh, on our private thing there. So if you're interested in that, go to lulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle and sign up. And you'll get automatic access to our inner circle. And then you can draw the real dirty jokes. And Keith will tell you. Tune in next time when Keith Hawkins says. There's a fucking earthquake. <laughs> Holy shit. Bat down the hatch. Oh, right. my God. Uh, sugar. So, anyways, guys. So, uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus .com, You can uh, go there and download the podcast. If you haven't already, please share it around because this is how we promote music in twenty. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Um, in 2018, 20, almost twenty nineteen. So we are going to wrap up out of here, guys. Go around the room. Anything you would like to announce, talk about before we uh, boogie on reggae woman? 
Um, my show is on Thursdays, Hot Licks, Hot Licks with Lily Six, Rock Rage Radio, 6 p.m. Okay, I was waiting for it. Also, I'm going to be hosting the Never Wait Sleepwalkers <laughs> Ball on October 20th you at the Hard Rock ball. Cafe. You said ball. As Elvira. I what is it Elvira. again? Sleepwalkers Ball? The Sleepwalkers Ball. What is that? It's uh, the band Never Wake. They have follow a following called the Sleepwalkers, and they do a ball to promote UPMC's Children's mm. Hospital. So I will be hosting as Elvira. Tits out. Elvira. Yes. So uh, that's October 20th, so get your tickets. I believe it's $10 and $15 for all what the do, things. What do you got, Hawkster? Any this Friday, I'll be at the... I'll be at the El Paso Mexican Girl playing drums in the Boston Cape this Friday <laughs> in Lilling, Louis, Lilling or Lilling. I don't know how to pronounce it yet, but I will be there at the. There will be tacos and music. So, yeah. Ooh, my favorite things. Down in Louisiana. Down in Lilling or Luling. Oh god! Anyways, guys, we whittled away yet another. Ludini hard rock and that hour Marcus. just like went like that. I know, I know. We could just we could just sit around and be bull, bullshit and entertain ourselves, can't we? Because we have nothing. Because we could talk just to hear ourselves talk, right? Right? Is that really what's going on? <laughs> oh shit! All right, I guess we're gonna end it. All right. Don't, yeah. <clears throat> so don't let it end, but we gotta end it. Um. All right, guys, we're going to head over to our private group. And if you want to do that, you can go to lulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle and where we're going to talk about the real dirty jokes. And I'm going to show Lily how to upload her podcast. Her her radio show. Sorry. She doesn't have a podcast. It's a radio show. Close enough. Close there enough. you go. Everybody calls it a podcast regardless. So. Okay. All right, we're going to get out of here. This is Jack Berry, not Chuck Berry. Jack, Jack Berry, bad dog. And uh, you about more? Yeah, and you guys have a great. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a great week. We'll do any hard rock and metal circus. We'll catch you next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.